top MMA voices Ariel Hawani, Chuck Mindenhall, and Pizza Carroll are live on the Spotify Greenroom app for every major MMA card with the Ringer MMA show. Hear the guys react to weigh-ins in real time and find out what they think of the fights the moment the final card ends. Plus, when breaking MMA news happens, they'll be live to talk to you about it. And if you missed the Green Room show, you can hear it as a podcast anytime on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets, and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's roll, baby. It is super late. We are closing in on 3 o'clock on the East Coast, but the Ringer Gambling Show never stops. And now that the Friday of Conference Tournament Week has come to a close, Pac-12 is done, Mountain West is done, we can now look ahead to Saturday, which is going to feature a ton of championship games. I've done these first couple solo. For Championship Saturday, though, I had to welcome in a pal. Arthur Caesar, one of the Westgate Superbook extraordinaires, going to help me out here. Hopefully pick us a couple winners. Or my boy, what's happening, brother? JJ, my man, it's a pleasure to be here with you. And listen, bro, this is the time of year you and I both love. This week is as underrated as it gets, man. Everyone falls in love with next week. But this week is, you can make a case it's better. I'll take, I'll take it a step further. I think from a wagering perspective, Maybe not an excitement perspective, but from a wagering perspective, knowing the teams, knowing the matchups, knowing the conferences, and having wall-to-wall games basically for four straight days, I kind of like it. As far as being able to gamble on it, Art, I like it more than the NCAA tournament. I do too. Listen, nothing's going to have the cachet as Thursday and Friday when you have the 16 games. But, you know, you're talking on some days you have 60 games. I, I just think if you're a college basketball junkie, these three or four days here in this championship week window are just as good as it gets. Now, before we get to this card on Saturday, Friday, I have to assume good day for the books. Illinois going down, Auburn going down, Providence going down, and UNC going down. A lot to like there. Absolutely. You know, I think especially the first two, Illinois and Auburn, they had to be in every parlay exactly. imaginable today. Yeah. They're in ev- first of all, they're in every money line money line parlay. They're gonna just be a basically a leg where if you're doing a six or an eighteen money line parlay, you just can take a couple of those. And in your mind or in the gambler's mind, they're like, well, that's two or three free legs. So let me figure out everything else I'm gonna do. UNC always gets a ton of money. We know that, but 
it's not that great of a UNC team. I know you were happy to see that because you've been on Virginia Tech. I had I been on Virginia Tech, and I dropped the ball with the future, to be honest with you, because I was debating between Virginia Tech and Virginia. I took the extra value with the Cavaliers, and I would have had a great hedge opportunity on Saturday night. Like, let me ask you. I'm going to start with the ACC. That's where okay. I'm start. So I see Ken Palm has it. Duke favored by six. I think the line's going to be anywhere from six to seven. If you have a Virginia Tech future, how are you handling that arc going into Saturday? That's a tough one. And I'll say that. I'll say this at the Westgate. We have it exactly Duke minus six. And I like Virginia Tech. Let's get that out of the way right here and right now. Duke's been overvalued in every single one of these games. Now, sooner or later, they're going to give you the A effort. Sooner or later, they're going to blow the doors off of somebody. But this Virginia Tech team is good, man. They're spunky. They're playing the best basketball at the end of the year. And the Kempom and the odds makers like the Hokies. I've noticed that, bro. I've noticed that. I don't disagree. I think six is too many. You know, Duke, obviously Syracuse gave them all they could handle. Miami gave them all they could handle tonight. So I could see Virginia, you know, Duke might win the game, but six is a lot. I, and, you know, if you're going to go in a hedge situation, it's just tough. It, it depends kind of where you got your Virginia Tech ticket at. Because, you know, Duke's sitting at a minus six. They're going to be probably minus 200 on a money line. They're going to be in that range. So it's a little bit harder to find the uh, the way to kind of hedge it to make some money. You'll end up doing it. You won't make what you should make because obviously you don't want to lay the lay the points with Duke because they can obviously not cover and all those type of things. You'd have to go money line so it would cut down your value a little bit. You know, I picked Iowa to win the Big Ten. Yet today... I was dumb enough to bet against them because I thought Rutgers would be in the game. I thought it would be competitive, blah, 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 blah. Doesn't end up happening. Iowa wins the game comfortably. Indiana had the upset of the day, arguably, along with Texas A&M. They're taking on Iowa. Six-point spread. You see any value here? Very tough. Iowa's been very underrated. Indiana, though, just like Virginia Tech that we talked about, is getting hot at the right time. Now, do they... I don't want to say they're going to take their foot off the gas, but now that they've won these two games, they're in. So, they're in. They're in. Yeah. And my lean on this game is to take the Iowa Hawkeyes because they're more battle-tested, number one, from a senior standpoint. I think winning the Big Ten tournament would mean the world to them. I really do. And the fact that Indiana now is playing their third straight day. I know Iowa played three straight days, but remember, Iowa basically had a layup with Northwestern in their first game. Indiana had a fight back down 17 against Michigan. Then you have the game here, which was Rock'em Sock'em against the Illini. This to me strikes me as the game where Indiana could kind of be out of gas. I totally agree. And like I said, there's not really anything to play for anymore. Yeah, it'd be great for them to go on a run, win another game, make the finals of the Big Ten, maybe even win the Big Ten. But they've played themselves in. So maybe they kind of breathe and relax here a little bit. Six is a lot, but I'm with you. I'd probably lean the Hawkeyes here. Okay, the other Big Ten game. You have Michigan State, who always seems to play their best in the month of March. Even though Izzo has not had great tournament success the last few years, it's still, you know, the disclaimer. January, February, Izzo, April, and away you go, according to John Rothstein. Well, they beat Wisconsin. Purdue holds on for dear life against Penn State. They easily could have lost that game. They pulled away late. And I'm seeing Purdue as a six-point favorite. You want to talk about a game that I have no feel for right now, Arthur Caesar? 
That's a game I have no feel for. Gut, I probably ain't taking the points. Don't love it, though. Don't love it. I like Iowa. I do not really love this game. I'm with you. And, you know, both Big Ten semifinals are both six points to the favorite, where Purdue is favored by six. Listen, we've talked about this numerous times, you know, throughout the year and on your shows. I have a Purdue future. I don't like anything I've seen out of Purdue down the stretch. They just, they let teams just hang in games, man. They really do. I'm with you. I would lean taking the points with Michigan State. I wouldn't feel good about it. I'll say this. This to me is just Michigan State or nothing because I can't trust Purdue. Purdue could be up 15 in the first half and they let just teams sit there and claw back. They've done it all year. I know they end up winning the games, but God, it's hard to lay the points with Purdue. So Michigan State or nothing for me. Let's get to the SEC. I think the SEC has the smelliest, fishiest line out of anything I've seen for Saturday. Kentucky, who is playing for number one seed. Kentucky, who has all this pedigree with John Calipari. Two and a half point favorites against the Vols. All right, that line stinks, dude. Doesn't that line stink? And I know Ken Palm is going to have it. I'm looking right now. I'm giving you, they have it at 71.69. So I guess from the metrics, it's spot on with the metrics. You know you're going to be begging for Tennessee money tomorrow. And that leads me to believe Tennessee's got a legitimate chance to win a game. Well, I'll say this. We've already taken Kentucky money because we opened it Kentucky minus two. We now have it Kentucky minus three. So the early stuff that came in was Kentucky. Nobody is hotter than Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee has lost basically one game since February 1st. Tennessee is incredible. They've played really well here. Whew, this really is a toss-up game. I wouldn't feel good taking either side, but I think because by the time we get to tip-off, is it three and a half? I mean, does it move even further? I think just going against where the public money will be on Kentucky, I would have to go to Tennessee, but real toss-up game in the SEC. All right, so you're waiting on a play. I think you're waiting if you want Tennessee. I think you can get yes. that. If that game's at 3.30 in the afternoon on the East Coast, you can wait till about 3 o'clock to fire in a volunteer's bet. And if you like Kentucky, you might want to get on the number now. Okay, A&M beat Auburn, shocked Auburn, trying to play their way into the tournament. Now they're six-and-a-half-point dogs against Arkansas. I didn't love Arkansas today. Big mistake. Wiped the floor with LSU. Won the game comfortably. Six-and-a-half. I think that's a good number. I think that number is factoring in the wear and tear for the Aggies. But a lot of juju on the side of the Aggies. These lines aren't, we're going through them, man. These are tough Saturday. Yeah. Every single one of these lines, with the exception of one or two, I feel like a pretty damn sharp, dude. Really, really sharp. I don't disagree. And, you know, once you've gotten a couple of games in to these tournaments, and we've seen these teams all year, so these aren't teams that are surprising us. we got plenty of numbers. and. We've seen 30-plus games on these teams. Now, let me ask you, do you think A&M's in? Uh, I'm not sure about that. I'm yeah. not sure about that. I, I think they're on that I think they're on that proverbial bubble. You know, they're right there. I th- Another win would definitely do them some due diligence yeah. and some justice, you know? I'm looking right now. I always love pulling up the last four in, next four out type deal. All right, so Palm has Texas A&M as the last team in the tournament. He actually has Indiana out, which I don't understand. How is Indiana <sighs> How is Indiana out after winning that game today? Explain that to me. They are in. They are in. I, I totally agree. I, I There was a part of me that thought even after they beat Michigan, they might be in. But now the fact 
that they went out and beat Illinois today. I totally agree. I think Indiana's in. And you and I both know because we've talked about this. No one's better than Ken Palm. So interesting to see him have Indiana out. We've actually talked about when we did, you know, did the gambler uh, ringer gambling show like a couple weeks ago. We both talked about how much we like Arkansas. Arkansas is one of those teams that they cover numbers, man. They're like 20 and 10, 20 and 11 against the spread. Today, they went out and just flat owned LSU from the jump. I mean, there's a lot to like about Arkansas. And a team like that who plays in the SEC, I mean, the SEC is one of the two or three best conferences in the country, one of the hardest conferences, where night in and night out, you're tested. I know six is a lot. I like this Arkansas team a lot. I'd actually lay the points with Arkansas. All right, so you like Arkansas. And to me, there is a big difference between Arkansas and Providence. And I think that's been played out here over the last couple of weeks. Arkansas is in a better league. Arkansas, to me, is a better team. The fortuitous luck that Providence had going their way, starting to run out a little bit here. Could have lost to Butler, get smoked by Creighton. Arkansas could go to a Final Four. I'd be stunned, legitimately stunned, if we're talking about Providence as a Final Four team. All right, American Conference. I bet SMU is a future. Got him at 9-1. to one. I need them to win this game. If they win this game against Memphis, I have ways out of this particular bet. I think they're alive. I know this line went from three to four. I know Memphis is a very sexy team with Penny Hardaway and all the athletes and whatnot. But SMU is good, man. I've watched them on a few occasions this year. They are super athletic. They get after it. They beat Memphis not once, but twice this year. So they match up well. I'm in on SMU getting the points tomorrow. Now, maybe this is my future talking art, but I like the Stags to maybe be a bid stealer potentially because they're a team on the outside looking in as we currently sit here looking at a bracket. SMU needs to probably win that American tournament to make it. Yeah, and you know, Memphis is, like you said, they're a team that's going to attract money because of Hardaway. Now, Memphis has played well here down the stretch. SMU... And Memphis, both really aren't good against the number, but SMU is, is that team, like you said, who's beat Memphis twice this year. You're catching three, four. We actually sit it, have it sitting right in the middle at three and a half. So I think catching the three and a half is perfect. I actually would like SMU here with the three and a half. I don't know. SMU sometimes just goes too hot or cold for me. I know, once again, they are playing better right now, but I would not feel good about having Memphis here. And you're right. You figure they'll play Houston in the final. So if you can get SMU there, there's some things that you could do. All right, buddy. Big 12. Tough game. Texas Tech in Kansas. It is a pick em spread. Yep. Pick em, which seems a little low to me. Now, Kansas always playing in Kansas City gives them a leg up. That always seems to give them an advantage. They split the matchups in the regular season. Texas Tech won at home. Kansas got them back a couple of weeks later. Two tight games. Two very close games. Texas Tech plays great defense. I think Kansas the better overall team. I like the Jayhawks here. I will be on the Jayhawks. I'm with you, and I know you and I both have a future on Kansas. So yes, we do. Yes, we do. I like Kansas Tech. This Tech, though, is a team that I have said over the last month, if they could ever score any points with the way they play defense, that's a team that could make a Final Four. They just could. Their defense is so good. I'm with you. The way that Big 12 tournament always breaks down, the, I mean, you could hear it today when they were playing TCU. There are so many Kansas fans in the building. It's ridiculous. And it's been nothing but Kansas money so far. 
We opened it as a pick. We now have Kansas minus two. So I like that. So if you see a pick them with Kansas, get in on it now. Absolutely. I think I'm if seeing you're there, it minus, I'm seeing it minus one right now over at Fandle. So yeah, I'm all so over that right now. We've already moved it to two now. Kansas has not been good against the spread, 14 and 16. Texas Tech has been good against the spread, 20 and 11. So, Dan, like you said, they split the matchups, two teams that are going to know each other. It's just, can Texas Tech score enough points? I mean, can they? I mean, can they get to 60? It's just, it's really hard for that team. I think if you're getting Kansas at a basket or just under the basket, I feel good about taking Kansas. Big East final. Creighton, they've been great in this tournament. They've been great down the stretch, even without their point guard. Seven-point dog against Villanova. It's a lot of points, but I have a hard time envisioning Creighton winning this game outright. Like, I, I think if you're going to parlay anything tomorrow, Villanova is a great parlay spot. I cannot see them losing this game. Now, they split the games this year. Creighton smoked them at Creighton. Villanova answered the bell and beat them by 30 points. So both of these games have been super, super lopsided. Like the way Creighton's playing, but I think they got in the wrong team at the wrong time. I think Villanova wins this game by double digits. Interesting. I, You know, Villanova is one of those teams who they're starting to play well, too. We know how good they are in March and how good of a tournament team they've been. And obviously, Jay Wright, what a game tonight against UConn. That was an incredible game. Now, Creighton has been in this spot in these Big East championships and has yet to come through. Obviously, nobody's going to believe in Creighton. I'm with you if you say, like, hey, if I'm going to put together a three or four team money line parlay, Villanova could be a leg in there. So I'm with you on that. We well, let me ask it. you this. Villanova or Duke, who's the safer bet to win tomorrow? Oh, wow. Um, I would say Villanova. I agree with that. Yeah, Especially, I would say Villanova. So I'm looking at these bracketology projections with Virginia Tech, and I'm very surprised. Very, very surprised. Palm and Lenardi have Virginia Tech out of the field right now. That's surprising to me. With their computer numbers, I'm surprised by that. Like, like Lenardi has Michigan in and has SMU in and has Virginia Tech out. I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. All right, listen, you know, I understand SMU plays in a weaker. I mean, SMU does have 23 wins, so, you know, good for that. There's no way Michigan's in over Virginia Tech. There's no way. I, I, I mean, Michigan lost And there's that, no way no. Xavier's no. in. How is oh, Xavier yeah. in the NCAA no. tournament with the way they play down the stretch? No. They were no, awful. Not, not over Virginia Tech. I, you know, I understand. It, the ACC's down this year. We well, have that's to be the thing. Fair. I am very yeah. curious to see if they're going to give the ACC the shaft. And you know the ACC teams that are getting in. Duke's getting in. Carolina's getting in. Um, Miami is getting in. So that's three right there. And I'm blanking on who am I blanking. And Notre Dame. Notre Dame is going to get in. That's the point. Wake played themselves out. I think Wake is out. You lose to Boston yep. College, you're out. I Absolutely. would agree with that. Wake played themselves out. I mean, to, to be sitting here and we're like trying to find teams to put in the ACC is, is bad. because Isn't it I mean, crazy? It, the ACC is usually is. a league that's got eight, nine deep. Easy. Oh, easily. Easily. I mean, that's why in my mind, I, yes, obviously if they win, they're in because it's the, it's the final. But I think Virginia Tech's done enough. I, I understand once again, they're going to look at, oh, it's a weak ACC. I don't care. I think that they're in. And despite, even if they lose tomorrow, I, I don't know how you can put some of these other teams in over them. Yeah, Michigan plays in a, in a better league. Michigan's, what, 17 and 14, 18 and 14, something like that. No, I'm out on Michigan. Virginia Tech deserves to be in over them. All right, I can't wait for the Pac-12 game tomorrow. I think it's going to be fabulous with yep. UCLA and Arizona. 
I saw this line opened UCLA minus one, immediately got bet to Arizona minus one or one and a half. And UCLA won at UCLA when they were getting two and a half. Arizona won by 10. So this is a rubber match between the two. I think UCLA has been laying in the weeds all year. I really do, Art. I think they have not played as well as they could have. And I know that's weird to say because they've been nationally ranked. They've had a very good regular season. I think they have more talent than their win-loss record. I really do. I mean, they were in the Final Four last year. They brought a lot of dudes back. I think this is a seminal moment for UCLA tomorrow. I like the Bruins in this game. I think they get it done. Well, you know, I think this is going to be one of the times where we disagree. And I know you, we, when we talked, I believe you got UCLA in a future, correct? Uh, I do. I do. I'm okay. 27 to 1. 27 which, which, is, which is great value. I mean, that's a team that's going to be our three or four seed that basically returned everyone last year. That was a final four team in a preseason number two. I just, Arizona's good, man. I, I don't think people talk enough about them. They're 30 and three. They're, obviously, they're sitting here on the West Coast. So they don't get a lot of love. The st- still, the you know, people want to talk UCLA because it's UCLA. Arizona, the fact that it opened UCLA minus one, it went instantly to Arizona minus one. I, I think that could even get to two, maybe two and a half. I like Arizona in the game. I think Arizona wins. So you and I are going to disagree there. There we go. So we're heads up on the Pac-12 game. Now, I have a future on the Aztecs of San Diego State. Had to sweat out those final couple of minutes against Colorado State, but a win is a win and a cover is a cover. And now that future will ride into the Boise game tomorrow. Can I get you in on a San Diego State play? Listen, I'm a guy who's sitting here in Vegas. I see a lot of Mountain West basketball. The Mountain West Conference is very underrated. It's had a good year. And listen, they're going to have four four teams in the NCAA tournament. Um, My fear with the Mountain West is scoring because you have a bunch of teams in this conference that don't score points. Colorado State's one of those teams. Uh, San Diego State. I remember last year, Art, San Diego State against Syracuse. They had no idea how to handle a 2-3 zone. So that scares me a little bit, but they're tough. You know you're getting tough teams out of that Mountain West Conference. They're all tough. Oh, listen, I, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and pound the table and say the Mount West is going to win multiple games in the tournament. It's just, it's an underrated conference that does have good teams. And you're right. If you just look at the totals of those games, they never have a total in the 130s. They're all like 122 and a half, 125 and a half. So they play ugly, ugly basketball in the 60s, high 50s. That's just the way it is. San Diego State has been nice here the last couple of weeks, too. I remember I took, I went against them when they went to Wyoming like two weeks ago and they ended up winning the game outright when Wyoming, I think was like a three-point favorite and I had Wyoming the game. So San Diego State, you love how they play defense. They have a couple pretty good guards that can, you know, stroke it a little bit. That lefty who I forget his name, he's a good little player. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're given two. You like it when it's a basket and under. So well, you, you know what I like about, I'll tell you what I like about San Diego State. They lost twice to Boise in two tight games. I like that. Yeah. You know, if they had gotten smoked in the two games, it would scare me a little bit more. Now, two tight games, down to the wire. When you got to evenly match teams like that, tough to win three in a row. You know what I mean? When they're evenly yeah. matched like that, that's tough. That's very tough. And and even too, you know, I know, you know, we we continue to talk about it, but Palm likes too. Palm likes San Diego State. So uh yeah, I mean, once again, two and under because it's sitting at two right now. If I could get it there, the way San Diego State is playing, yeah, I could ride with you on the Aztecs. There we go. Okay. The only conference games we have not hit on yet out of the biggies, um, the Atlantic 10. 
So you got St. Louis at Davidson. I'm seeing that line at three and a half right now. Then I'm looking to see, hold on, where is the other 8-10 game? I love when you got all these lines for championship Saturday <clears> and you're like scrolling through. You're like, where are they? Where are they? Where are yep. they? Um, so we got three and a half for Davidson. Then the second game in the 8-10, we got Dayton laying three against Richmond. Any feel for the 8-10 games? I, I, I'll tell you which one I like right out of the gate. I lo- actually, the more and more I see it, the more and more I like it. I see, where is it? Here we go. I want to make sure I had it. I see Dayton go from three and a half to three with a good amount of juice coming in on Richmond. That's appealing, dude. That's appealing. I'm thinking about that. I don't know if I'm going to play it, but I'm thinking about a Richmond play plus three. Okay, interesting. See, I would have gone the other way. You'd be on Dayton in that game. What's your logic with Dayton? I would. I just like Dayton against the number. Dayton's really good against the number. They're 19 and 11 against the spread. Okay. So... You know, you might have talked. You might have talked me out of this one because I was. Yeah, and, and I'm not even saying it would be something that would make my card, but I just look at it. All these games are going to be tight. You know, basically we've talked about spreads that are basically from six points and under in all these games. Maybe seven as a high in some of these games. But when I'm right in that range, I like a team that has been good against the spread all year, and Richmond has not been, and Dayton has. So if I'm getting Dayton minus three, I'd feel good about taking the Flyers. All right, now it's time. Let's give some plays. Um, we've basically gone through every uh, every single conference game. Now, I didn't give you anything in the Ivy. I didn't give you, you know, uh, Tulane and Houston. No, I'm not going near that game at 13 points. Here are the plays I like, Art, and then you can chime in. I, I think I'm going to give like three or four that I really like. I will be on Iowa Lane. Actually, how about we do this? How about we do this? Let's throw in a three-team money line parlay tomorrow. Let's get nuts. Okay. Iowa to win. Iowa to win. Villanova to win. Duke to win. Those three, let's throw that in on a money line parlay. Then I'm going to take Tennessee plus the two and a half against Kentucky because the line stinks. It makes absolutely no sense. We're going to do that. I am going to take Kansas. I'm in on Kansas. Boom. That's a pick of money line play. And we are heads up, I know, because I'm going to be on UCLA getting the point and a half against Arizona. So we got the three team money line parlay. I got UCLA plus the point. I have Kansas at a pick them, which I just locked in on FanDuel. And then Tennessee plus the two and a half. The floor is yours. Okay, I like it. And you're right. I'm going to start in the game that we are going to be heads up on. I'm going to take Arizona. I like Arizona given the point. I just think Arizona's better. And I mean, UCLA is really good too, but I just really like Arizona. So I feel good about getting under the basket. Give me Arizona minus the one. I know I should probably do money line minus 120, minus 125. We're just going to stick to spread. So I'm going to do Arizona minus one. I'm doing Virginia Tech plus the points. I like Vatech plus the points. Give me Virginia Tech plus six. I think Duke probably wins the game, but I think it will be a close, tight game. Virginia Tech has just shown me a lot down the stretch here. And I'm taking a little bit from you. You kind of let me know about a month ago. Hey, man, keep your eye on Virginia Tech. So They've been good like, with the computer yeah, numbers, man. They, they have, really man. have, bro. They really yeah, have. They really have. So I'm with you on that. And I'm going to throw a little weird one at you, something we didn't touch on but a team that has actually made me money the last couple nights over in the Metro Atlantic uh, Conference championship game. I'm taking Monmouth against St. Peter's Ooh, plus two and a half. Okay. The local audience is going to like that. Okay. Okay. I like Monmouth two and a half. I've had them the last couple nights. They barely covered tonight. They were minus three. They won by four. Monmouth has made me money the last two nights. So I'm going to continue to ride with them. Now I'm getting two and a half. People say, oh, take the money line. No, I don't care. Give me over the basket. So Monmouth plus two and a half, Arizona minus one, 
Bartek plus six. Art the Caesar, check him out. Westgate Superbook extraordinaire. Art, I mean, that's how you preview. That's how you break down championship Saturday, bro. I mean, we are ready to go. It's three o'clock in the morning. I ain't done yet. I love it, JJ. This is our time of the year, my man. And, you know, there's nothing better than this, man. Next week's going to be fun, too. And I know we'll chat next week. But, dude, enjoy your championship Saturday. And let's cash some tickets, my friend. That's all at the season over at the Superbook. We will be back tomorrow quickie because there's not a lot of games to preview for the Sunday card. But then Sunday, the bracket is unveiled, the field is 68, and away we go. Good stuff from Jesse who helped us out. West Coast man, fabulous, fabulous working with him. JJ out. Enjoy your Saturday. Enjoy all the basketball. Be good, everybody. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.